Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simelong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Anna Duong at Cisco join us. Anna, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Thank you, Shauna. It's a pleasure being here, and it's, I consider it an honor to be part of this podcast. So I lead product solution marketing, and sales enablement at Cisco for two multi-billion dollar data center portfolio. Um, I'm a marketer by trade and training who aspire to be more. So when I first started out, I started my career in product management and then product marketing. Then I ventured into demand gen and now into sales enablement. In between these experiences, I practice and hone my trade in a variety of business environments from startup to mid-size, and now I'm multinational. So my company, Cisco, is a global industry leader in networking, that is the connections of people, devices, and things. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of Cisco. Uh, we are often known as uh, the company that offers networking, security, and collaboration hardware and software solutions. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Anna, for joining us. Now, Cisco was actually one of the award winners for our Sales Enablement Pro member awards around business impact on sales proficiency. And it was a well-deserved recognition. In your opinion, what does good look like when it comes to optimizing sales proficiency through enablement programs? Well, first of all, thank you for the recognitions, and uh, we feel very privileged to be recognized along industry peers. With respect to your questions, uh, the way we think about proficiency is all about competency, right? And I'm sure many of my industry peers would say that the optimization of that is when people, processes, and technology work together in unison. However, there's one aspect of proficiency I want to spotlight is that is, again, competency. And that is the ability to understand complex problem and solution and then effectively communicate that to your customer and then to build relationship along the way, right? So the latter two are often addressed by sales mastery training um, or even technical training on how to sell, how to be a good salesman, etc. But the first, the ability to understand complex problem and solution is often undermined because all sales teams have one finite resource, and that is time. Meaning time to research and learn is time not selling. So to us, what good look like is when product and market marketing intelligence, and marketing intelligence include market, industry, competitive intelligence, etc. And the insights are provided to our sales team at the right place and the right time in an easily digestible and memorable format. So some of the KPI that we can use, which we also use at Cisco to measure good and how optimal we are improving sales proficiency, our high seller engagement that sustain over time, we call this sentiment, high utilization of sales enablement contents and program, as well as high converted sales opportunity from the usage of those sales enablement content and program. I love that. I think that's a great definition of what good looks like. Now, in today's sales environment, what are some of the challenges, Anna, that 
teams can face in optimizing proficiency and and how can enablement teams help overcome these? Oh gosh, I think this this list will probably be really long, but for the for the sake of time, I'll just highlight the top two, right? And the most prevalent ones are one, informational overload, and two, the the natures of the uh, landscape, whether um, in the industry, in the business, or even in the market itself, right? So I'll start with uh, information overload. That is the constant or inundations of information coming to our sales team from products or new products to product details and features and nuances within those, the customers' needs and challenges and how their business changes over time as well, the market trends, the industry trends, um, etc. And even the competitors. Oftentimes for a multinational, we don't just have one or two competitors. We have a variety of them in different ways, in different markets. So a lot of that is inundating and very challenging for our sales team to not only digest, connect the dots, but also effectively formalize them in a way that they can help them be effective in in their day-to-day selling. The second part of that, which also compounded the first, is the rapidly evolving landscapes, right? So even if you got a hold of it, you spend a lot of time to build the information, the insight that you need, and then you start using it and successful at using it, well, guess what? It's going to change again next week, next month, or even next year. And that constant change it make it even harder to digest the information overload and to really have a good grasp on it, especially for sales team who are selling more than one product. We call those the generalists, not the specialists, where they master the product and the portfolio that they're selling. So obviously, if I state the challenge, uh, I'd like to also share some of the ways we can address these challenges, right? So with the two I mentioned, really it all boils down to the ability to simplify complex information. And simplification means more than just creating concise, easy to understand content or product presentations or enablement collateral, etc. But it's all about connecting the obvious for our sales team. How does this particular features or capability connect back to the value or the business outcome our customer want? And as a result of that, what kind of tangible or even intangible benefit they can expect from it? And that's where the simplification comes in. And with that, it also helped with a particular selling strategies where our sales team is customer-centric so that as their needs evolve, their pain point evolve or getting even more complex, we're able to understand and, lack of a better word, propose a solution that would address that, that specific challenge showcasing you know, the breadth and depth of our value. I love that. And I think that that is a fantastic recap of some of the challenges, but also how enablement has helped to overcome them. As a leader of a team of, of marketers, what role does product marketing play in driving sales proficiency? You're hitting on a sweet spot here because as I share, you know, I started my career uh, in product marketing and I think it plays a pivotal role, right? The top three areas where I see product marketing can really contribute to sales proficiency is the product and market understanding, right? As Product marketers, we are the experts on the company product and services in the, the market that 
uh, we operate in as well as the customer persona that our product and services serve, right? So with all of that, we are able to, you know, simplify that and also tailor it to the different selling journeys or the selling um, guys or selling sell play for sales to be proficient at. And two is the competitive intelligence, right? We continuously monitor our competitors, the landscape, their strategy, or even the positioning of their offering against ours and, you know, where we're good at, but also where we are not so good at. Right, so with these intelligence, uh, with that we can extrapolate insight, and then we can help when a sales team is engaging, let's say, a competitive deal against some of our prominent uh, players. And how do we go down the path of differentiating our solution? That is, isn't always about, you know, who is the cheapest product out there. And last but not least is the customer insight and persona, and I think this is the key foundation when it comes to competency in sales proficiency. Because like I said, you know, the efficiency can be tackled by processes and, you know, better utilization of resources, sales mastery on the, on the sales skills and training. But without really understanding who your customer is, what is their care about, their pain point, their motivation, and how do we already engage with them or haven't engaged with them it's really the missing foundation in all, you know, sales proficiency program as well as goal, right? So as product marketer, again, we understand our customer and all these research and intelligence we have can be shared and even can be customized into training that can enable our sellers to be more informed. I love that. And as a marketing professional myself, I, I couldn't agree more. Now, on the on the flip side, given your expertise in enablement as well, what role do you think enablement plays in driving proficiency? And how can you bring marketing, enablement, and other teams across the company together to collaborate on optimizing proficiency? Yeah, certainly an equally pivotal role, just like product marketing. Uh, and it's all about providing access to the right tool, resources, and support that's needed in a timely manner. And I will talk about two areas. It's all started with aligned goals and objectives, right? By uh, having shared objective, uh, for example, like revenue targets or customer acquisition or market penetration, all teams can work together toward this common purpose, therefore uh, aligning their resources and program in the same direction, and also share learnings across their teams and program uh, to fine tune it further going forward. And as a result of this aligned goals and objective, the collaboration will become a multiplier effect. For example, in cross-functional collaboration, when marketing bill selling guy to help improve opportunity qualifications if that guy is built based on a methodologies that our sales team is being trained on in sale mastery let's say mapic as an example that is one way uh, that it can become a multiplier effect right now you have theory and framework combined with real data and uh, real uh, selling strategy but we can also provide you know timely product update, market insight, and we can also build collateral that help you deliver those uh, to your customer based on where you are in the selling journey. 
On the other hand, enablement teams can share feedback you know, from their experience uh, and suggest improvement in messaging or even training material for product marketing. And then based on the customer engagement and wallet share insight, again, this is one of the marketing intelligence that product marketing team can bring. Marketers can inform the business development team uh, about specific segment of the customer where we're leaving money on the table. Uh, and perhaps there are certain common characteristics and the corresponding sales motion that we can drive through program to grow total deal size, to grow attach rate, or even incremental market share. Fantastic. And I'd love to dig in a little bit. Could you share with us maybe a story about a key initiative that your team has implemented recently to help drive proficiency and, and tell us a little bit about some of the core components of that initiative? Absolutely. As part of a recent tier one announcement, uh, we share a vision and a strategy with our customer and with our Salesforce and channel team. And then we follow up with a particular piece of training that was first of its kind. With this vision and strategy, it's very important that our Salesforce is educated on the fundamentals of who the customer we're going after with this new vision and strategy. Why is it a fit? How is it going to be future-proof with respect to the market and the industry trend? And more importantly, what is the solution pitch or the message we are can enable our sales team to deliver? We did exactly that. We shared the fundamentals. We teach our sales force uh, who are the different customer persona that will be um, interested in this vision and very appreciate the strategy. What are their decision criteria? Uh, what are their pain points, right? How is that mapping back to where the industry is going? And particularly where the business challenges about customers are going, right? And then we build a go pitch deck for them to use as a starting point. But that isn't enough. We next follow up with a level 200 learning map where we put all of the above into action and again, the simplification of complex information comes at play here. It's a two to three minute portfolio specific video that we uh, done um, that help put together the product solution pitch that highlight not only the product and market fit, but also the customer fit with proven use cases, with customer success stories, etc. And with this training, we roll out to the, the team, and that was the, the first part of our enablement strategy on this. With this key initiative, um, we got really broad support uh, from all levels of our sales organization, uh, all the way to the geography, to you know the last mile of field enablement. And we got lots and lots of feedback. Um, as I've shared earlier, one of the way we measure how optimals or optimized we are at enabling proficiency with seller sentiment. So not only we have anecdotal, we have commentary and ratings on how effective the training were. We also have sales teams that actually reach out and wanted to be part of the next uh, training module to share their story, their experiences, and even sales strategy and tactics. 
Love that. And a last question for you. How do you measure the impact of your programs on sales proficiency? And what are some of the key results that you've been able to achieve? Thank you. Uh, this is uh, probably part of the scope uh, for one of our awards. As I mentioned earlier, there's three key area we measure, and this is only a sample of a few. The first is our sellers engage. Um, Engagement is very important to first get sellers on board to be able to share information, and then secondly, uh, to be able to gauge whether seller is uh, learning and retaining the information being shared. The second part is, are they using the information and how are they using? And last but not least, are they effective at using them? So, for example, the sales play or the sales campaign we provided, we actually work with the business development teams or um, the sales ops team and even sales enablement team that put together a program to insert it in strategic part of the sales journey that in parallel with sales programs, sales incentive, uh, and any other sales resources and tool. And then we gauge whether that content is being used, how they are being used, from which personnel of the sales force are using them. For example, are the technical team using them more, or are the generalist team, or the very early um sales qualification rep, you know, and last but not least, are they effective? So we observe, lack of a better word, data on how the sales pipeline is in a particular sales individual uh, productivity before, and then then we observe the aftermath of that, and then we also uh, ask for anecdotal or uh, real-life validations, uh, whether it helped and it help in what way. So those are some of the measurements. And the last part is, of course, anytime there is an announcement, uh, there is an awareness activity, uh, we make sure that we have the right reach. First of all, are we reaching the sales audience that we want and to what extent we're reaching them? Uh, and second, uh, are they uh, consuming the materials, etc.? Fantastic. Anna, thank you so much for joining us and sharing with us your expertise. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.